Hello, hello, hello. These are your hosts, Satit and Tapan, and this is Cold Brew Money. We talk about money because your friends and family won't. Hi, Atit. How are you doing? Good, good. How are you? All good. Remember last week I said I started reading again, like I've started using Kindle. In mm-hmm. one week, I finished one and a half books already. Oh, wow. So nice. it was a good decision to switch. And I think I'm permanently going to move to Kindle reading now. It helps it. Like I was making a pros, cons list and there are... only pros the only con is it's not a physical book that's the only con um, it helps me with highlighting noting down stuff and then helps me with uh, reading at night and all that like all the things that stopped me from reading kindle helps me do it better so right and also so, when you're traveling like you don't have to yeah. read multiple books if you're going yeah on, and i always stuff. carry my ipad when i'm traveling so it's a right. like, good deal right so you have the kindle kindle uh, like no 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 device, i use the kindle app kindle app, kindle app okay, okay on okay. my ipad and which, yeah. which ipad do you have the regular one 7 to 9.7 yeah yeah 9.7 yeah. have you tried uh, the ipad mini it's too small i feel i think it's perfect for reading but i use i i use ipad for kind like youtube and all yeah, that yeah even i do that but i think you get used to the size uh, i think it's it has more pixel per uh, inch than mm. the bigger ipad also and um, obviously more than kindle the device yeah 100% um yeah kartira last last time we also discussed zomato ipo now we have a bigger ipo coming in the us market robinhood yeah. not bigger i think it's almost same i don't know but uh, are you are you subscribing are you are you putting down your money in the robinhood ipo I am actually yeah. Uh so for you are? Social, yeah yeah yeah. I think uh I got because like I got an into investing because of Robinhood. Right? Like I I did some investing in India like very small like that was like sub 1500 rupees or something like that. Um and then serious investing I was able to do it because of Robinhood and we have discussed this before but uh, even the discount traders was like per trade $7 $8 right? So unless you have like some $10,000 or $15,000 of your portfolio like of money yeah. it's too much to buy like a $200 facebook for and give a $7 fee right like you have to facebook has to grow by a lot if it just to recover yeah. your uh your fee so and then yeah. robinhood came along and just you know i think i got in i definitely became more serious about this because of robinhood definitely had a big uh, impact on my you know finance journey so yeah i think mm. they, they and whatever they're doing is pretty good like uh they they definitely their their mission is uh, you know democratizing finance for like everyday people or something like along those lines and i think they're staying, staying true to it mm. did you have you done any like research on their financials or uh, anything before you plan on putting the ipo Like yeah, putting so, your money down for the IPO. Yeah, like uh, yeah, I did the due diligence of just going through. So yeah, I love the product, right? That's like a big non-quantitative yeah. factor in the checklist. Uh, I understand it. It's uh, I get it that you know they they make money by order flow, and that is possible because of the technology infrastructure that they built, right? So fine, they let them let them you know take uh, use that to. 
change the business model and a lot of these traditional like people who've been around for 50 70 years like jp morgans and e trades and uh you know trade desk and whatever all those have to reduce their fees or go to zero or uh, you know give some some uh, amount of free trades and all of this is just because of uh, robin hood so i think they they're staying true to it they're definitely changing the whole whole sector and i think the numbers are there it's just like any other fast growing you know silicon valley technology uh, company so they they i think uh, they generated a net uh, income of uh, 7.5 million um mm. Oh, sorry. No, net income of seven point five million uh, uh, and a revenue of uh, almost a billion, like nine fifty million in twenty twenty. Yeah, I mean they and are this- they are kind of profitable. I think this was the only quarter that they are profitable, and this was in prep because of like the twenty twenty, the GameStop and Bitcoin yeah. bubble, or not bubble, but you know the trading frenzy. Robinhood allows you to trade Bitcoin as well now. Yeah, Robinhood allows you to trade Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin. Like my Bitcoin is on Robinhood. So oh, it's not it, it, they they take custody on your behalf so it's not like you have it on in your wallet right coinbase you have a wallet and you can move that wallet around and that yeah. that is not the case with robinhood but i'm assuming uh in like couple of years that they, they will also have their own wallet okay and in terms of uh, the business model robinhood the, it's the only way they earn money is through transaction and taking a cut out of those transactions so as the user base grows the number of orders placed will grow and their their revenue will grow do they have any other models apart from that do they have a subscription or anything like that yeah they do they do they have uh, robinhood gold which uh, mm-hmm. gives you uh, more information about like the bid ask price uh, level 2 research data is what they call uh, and also uh, more like money instant deposit right so if you if you deposit right now they have uh, instant deposit for $1000 so if you transfer $1000 from your bank to your brokerage account in robinhood uh, it'll you'll get immediate access to that $1000 if you transfer like 5000 you will only get $1000 immediately the rest 4000 will come after 3 years when it 3 months 3 days Three days. Oh, I said three years. Oh no, yeah. no three years. Uh, <laughs> three years, I think, might be a long. It's a little, time. yeah, a little too long. Um, but three, three days. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just and like, I think Zomato Gold also allows you to do options and stuff like that, Zomato right? Gold. Or you can Robinhood Gold. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, I pulled you into my brain part. Um, but yeah, sorry, I. <laughs> yeah, it, it does allow you to uh, do that. So in case uh, mm. you want larger deposit, uh, you get that. Plus, if you want some leverage, you can borrow from Robinhood at a decent uh, percentage. Okay. Any any other things that you're looking at in terms of Robinhood that are uh, interesting for you to put down your money? Yeah, I think like I read on a uh, in a tweet somewhere like they have more daily active users than like an average social media, you know, <laughs> account. Like people come on Robin, they check Robinhood 
as often or more than like they might be checking Instagram or Snapchat or whatever. So man, I'm telling you, like in a few years there will be a social like uh, network effect kind of a thing on Robinhood platform where people will start posting, "Hey, I just made a trade of this," and you'll be able to like comment. There, there is actually a company called Public, where, which you can literally uh, <laughs> uh, tell people this is the the trade that you did or this is your portfolio and stuff like that. Right now on Robinhood, you can't share your portfolio publicly. Uh, you have to integrate it with some third-party app, which uh, uses Robinhood APIs and will make it like a social media profile, uh, but for your finance social media profile, right? So Robinhood doesn't do that, but I think that's a great. It might no. it's possible. I'm pretty sure it's in their product backlog. Um, Or else Robinhood is buying public. I'm calling it. <laughs> I don't know if they're they're there yet. Uh, they still have to work on their infrastructure. Like what happened with GameStop and AMC, right? Uh, they they still need to work that. So th- those are the drawbacks. But that that's what happens with you know move fast, break things attitude, which is necessary for to disrupt such a traditional industry. Um, so if we if we compare with the peers right let's say like we compare it with maybe a vanguard which vanguard has been around for a long period of time right e trade they've been around for some time let's say robinhood eventually reaches uh, the, their level right now robinhood has about 80 billion in asset under custody basically it means that they have 80 billion um, like all the accounts uh, value up to 80 billion dollars um, and vanguard on the other hand I think they are like the world's biggest, or at least in the top five of the world's asset under management. It's seven point two trillion dollars, right? So it's like a couple of magnitudes higher than than where Robinhood is right now. So um, Robinhood definitely has a market share or like room to grow, right? That's that's what. Uh, it means, and if we compare it to like E Trade, which is which sits between um, Vanguard and Robinhood, they have about eight hundred billion dollars. So it's ten x than Robinhood. If Robinhood is able to capture the E Trade market, it it can grow ten x, right? Uh, mm. They have about seventeen million. If you look at other numbers, they have about seventeen million monthly active users, and it has grown like tremendously. I think it was few hundred thousand uh, users in twenty seventeen, right? And like three years, it has gone like couple of magnitudes. Uh, Higher, um, the customer acquisition right is twenty dollars for every new customer or CAC right, as they say in the industry. Uh, it's for every new customer they have to spend twenty dollars, maybe in marketing, maybe in referrals, whatever. But it's on average twenty uh, dollars, and the average revenue per user right, the A uh, ARPU is one thirty seven dollars right. Oh, so. Wow. They are investing. They are spending twenty dollars, and they are able to generate about one thirty-seven dollars per user, right? And this is this is probably a little higher number, and because of what, how much trading happened in the last couple of years, but I think they they've been getting a lot of. They've been able to generate more revenue per user, and it has that switching cost effect also, right? Because it's difficult to switch once you're using Robinhood to another trader uh, or another platform. um so they as as uh, these uh users keep on using robinhood like for multiple like i have robinhood account for 4 5 years now right um and i have no plans of switching and they've been able to generate more revenue every year just on me because of the number of trades trades that i'm making every year right mm-hmm. so 
I think that can that will only increase if not go down. Uh, definitely not go down. It might stay same, or it'll def- uh, increase in the next ten years. I, I think it can definitely has a high potential of doing that. And it raised uh, the last round that it raised was about at twelve billion dollars. The seed round or any of the series A B C D round. I don't know uh, where they reached, but it was ra- they raised money at about twelve billion, and they are IPOing at about thirty billion. Okay. So, I don't think it's in crazy crazy, right? 30 billion is is understandable for a company like Robin Coinbase IPO at like 100 billion dollars, right? Uh I I don't know. I don't remember <laughs> what the what the asset under management for uh Coinbase is, but uh, I think Robinhood has the potential to grow and i don't think it's like a crazy uh, ipo valuation of course i'm not an expert i love the product yeah. i think there's room to grow i think their product is doing like good for beginner investors um and um, you know it's a growing industry and the ipo valuation is i i don't think it's insanely crazy so that's why got it i am yeah dipping my toes into the ipo we'll that see makes if I get, sense. get allotted or not yeah Yeah and I was going through the checklist as well so in financials you said it's making a profit from moat uh you said switching cost is high there is some switching cost associated with it like people who are using they they are able they they are staying on the platform for a longer period they don't have any network effects as of yet but people are still on the platform because just like because it's the way it works right the application it pulls you in yeah so you you have that uh and then in terms of uh, potential it has potential to grow as you said e trade it can grow up to 10x or more and then uh, in terms of customer it's spending very less like 20 dollars and then what they are getting from it it's very high so they have a recurring revenue to generate as well uh, in potential as well they they are kind of disruptors in the industries right industry right they they broke like they broke how those brokerage fees work and all that and then finally in terms of management and culture i think it's ceo run still right or the ceo stepped down like the founder yeah it's, it's a founder, still founder run, right? yeah it is still, yeah. it is still founder right so that also gets points so Overall, yeah, like based on the checklist, I feel it's good in terms of things that could lead to reduction in the score per the checklist. Might be outside forces in terms of I think it might be Robinhood gets a bad, got a bad rap after the GameStop saga, right? When they stopped and all that, but I don't think so. It undermines the overall valuation of the company, right? It was just a. No, uh, the regulation risk is there. No doubt yeah. about that. Like, if they put a hold on like uh, the order flow, right? Out of the the one billion dollar of revenue, most of the I would say like sixty seventy percent of that revenue comes from the order flow with the Citadel and other other uh, hedge funds that they sell orders to. So if if there's some regulation there, uh, then it becomes difficult for them to. to make revenue but they do have other other revenue sources right with the uh, robinhood gold and maybe even giving people loans on interest so uh, but it's still a very small compared to like the order flow order flow is still the 80 20 like they're p- probably generating that 80% revenue from that one one 
uh, business model. So uh, that is the biggest risk, regulation. Other is like if uh, something, some Robin Hood 2 or Robin Hood Young or something like that comes along and disrupts them. But I think uh, that I don't see anything else, maybe like SoFi or some other platform, but it's it's not as good right like okay. so many people have tried building the the platform but the ui the ux everything is so much better smoother on robinhood mm. so okay that makes sense uh okay thanks thanks for sharing ati really yeah. appreciate yeah um let's see how that goes how the market perceives it <laughs> should be interesting yeah it's maybe like, we'll follow up again it's once you are a millionaire <laughs> I don't think I can make millions out of uh, what I'll be investing. But, I'm pretty uh, sure this will be your hundred bagger. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how long it takes to become a hundred bagger. So, it, for it to become a hundred bagger, it has to become a three trillion dollar uh, company, right? Uh, and right now, it's at thirty billion. To become a hundred bagger, like three hundred, and then uh, another three uh, trillion. Right now, there's Apple, which is like maybe two trillion. <laughs> right and it took 30 40 years for apple to get there and they're doing they have so many business models so i don't think it can get to a to a 3 trillion but yeah. who knows like and also that is bigger than the indian gdp india gdp is 2.6 trillion i don't think it'll get there but it can definitely become like 3 billion 300 billion 10x but like we forgot to discuss robinhood also has a potential to grow in other markets it's still us based only right true yeah yeah absolutely but i would say you it's 80 20 even if they grow in other you know uh, another 10 countries their 80% of their revenue will be from the us us markets because it's the most liquid most profitable market mm. you know stock market in the world so the exchanges are better here infrastructure is better in the us so it's probably cool. that but yeah they have they have lots of opportunity expanding in other countries too Cool, cool, cool. Thanks, thanks for sharing, Atit. And anyone listening to the episode, if you are planning to invest in Robin or IPO, let us know. You can tweet at us. Yeah, I would love to hear like the flip side of Robinhood. Maybe I have yeah. a tunnel vision. I would love to see why Robinhood at thirty billion is not a great company to invest in. Yeah. So. share that tweet at us at coldbrew money or on instagram at coldbrew money uh, and let atit know why he is making a huge mistake but <laughs> uh, i make the mistake <laughs> uh and also if you like coldbrew money please share with your friends uh that was the initial part that we wanted to discuss robinhood ipo but we also wanted to discuss the other part of for today's episode which is monish pabrai he's a great investor that me and atit follow he i'm reading a book called uh, happier no i'm reading a book called richer wiser and happier uh, and in that monish pabrai has a chapter on him where they study his process and based on that chapter there were five rules based on monish pabrai's life which i thought were very interesting and we wanted to share with you so we will do that right after this break cool atit so yeah so that chapter on monisha i i told you right before i don't know if we discussed in the episode but i think i've been following monish pabrai's videos on youtube for the past 3 yeah. or 4 weeks That's so on some channel right yeah 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 so i yeah so i knew quite a lot of stuff because i am literally binging on his videos 
so a lot of stuff written in the book the book was written in 2021 so a lot of things that were written monish has already talked about them over the years from like 2010 or something like that he has been talking the same thing again and again through those videos so it was quite hilarious and then when i read it it was nice because all of those main important rules were written down so it got gave me a chance to you know have it in a written form which was nice for me uh there are five rules that summarizes his own whole chapter it is very interesting by itself but these five rules are uh, very interesting uh, and just to give all the listeners some background monish pabrai he is uh, an indian who traveled to us uh, and became an investor before he became an investor he used to work for a company and then when he was working for that company on the side he started a company which developed software and when that side company became profitable he quit his original job and then his main job became the side company and then he sold that company for i think 6 million at that time i don't remember exactly and then once he sold the company he had the cash and he decided uh, he wanted to invest in uh, the markets and then luckily he stumbles upon this book by peter lynch uh, uh, around one up wall street i think uh, and then it's peter lynch right one up wall street yeah 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 so he read that on a plane ride to us or to india i don't remember and that book had a huge impact on his life and how he thought about investment and he then stumbled upon this small kid called warren buffet which he had never heard about before like this was 94 by the way so he he heard about warren buffet and he got interested in warren buffet's work and he realized that oh my god this guy is brilliant he is compounding at 31% so he'll be like the richest man on the earth if he keeps going on at the rate so munish decided why shouldn't i do the same that what warren buffet is doing and so he started with the thought that i won't compound at 31% like warren buffet but even if i compound 26% my money will triple every 3 years so by the 72 rule right so he decided let let me try at 26% how difficult could it be and he started pobrai fund pobrai fund by that time yeah so that was to, uh, to explain like the rule of 72 i think it's a it's a great uh, you know rule like we should have been taught uh, in school but basically what it means is uh, you it's if you have um, a, a rate of return right you can determine how long it will take to double your invest yeah. your principal if you divide 72 divide that by the rate of return right so in this case uh, 26 if you divide 72 by 26 you get 3 so your money will double every 3 years that means $1000 let's say $1000 will uh, become 2000 in 3 years that 2000 will become 4000 in another 3 uh, years 4 will become 8 in another 3 years so that 1000 became 8000 in 9 years right that is the exponential that's the compounding uh, rule and we've spoken about how compound how quickly things can get out of crazy with the exponential compounding rule uh, but that 70 rule of 72 gives you uh, a basis of how long it will take to double anything and uh, inversely right like if you let's say you want to double your money in 7 years then you divide 72 by 7 that means you need to get, uh, get a return of 10% every year 10% so your money will double yeah so monish pabrai started doing that and pabrai funds then became 
successful um and then i'll talk about his other things as well but uh, like as we expl- go through the rules we can discuss it in more details but rule number 1 from monish pabrai it's called clone like crazy which was very interesting to me because so what he said in the book was when he found out about warren buffet and how he operated he he realized that there were rules investment rules that were set by warren buffet which were similar to laws of physics you know he was like gravity will keep working yeah, i think he does have a uh, you know way yeah. of romanticizing uh, romanticizing things but yeah 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 but he was like warren buffet tells that buy good businesses buy them at a discounted rate so you don't burn yourself like you have a margin of safety and he was like why are the other investors not following this so what he started doing which i think was risky but like a genius move on his side he started cloning warren buffet's entire portfolio and then no, not just portfolio how warren buffet lived his life he also started cloning the way warren buffet's berkshire hathaway functioned in terms of the fee structure and he he thought warren buffet is just investing in us let me try his strategy in indian markets and all that so bonishwar pai cloned it and more than cloning it was not just mindless cloning obviously right he what he started doing was he essentially started reverse engineering the why why did he buy it and he reverse engineered the whole process did his due diligence of course and then he decided to invest in those markets uh invest in that asset so i think that was something that not a lot of people do uh and using the, those things he he i think he his initial investment i think that was a 70 bagger or something like that was satyam computers <laughs> which sounds funny but he invested in some satyam in 98 or something and sold it in 2000 after it before the dot com crash or something like that so yeah. he got lucky there i think but what what do you think about cloning atit yeah i think it's uh, he says like he's a he doesn't have a single original idea all he's yeah. a shameless cloner which i think is is nice you have to clone correctly though you have to you need to know who to clone and then you need to commit to it yeah 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 and and it was not just directly assets that he cloned but ideas from warren buffet yeah. like circle of competence and then margin of safety all of those things right and also like and, uh, even gaiko like he started he tried to buy an insurance company and try to run it like how gaiko was running but i he didn't find a lot of success so sometimes it fails like cloning doesn't work all the time but i think it's far better to clone someone who's already successful than you know yeah venturing out on your own Yeah and the funny thing in that book right John Green he asked him like why don't you think other people clone as often and he was like I don't understand but I think people don't clone often is because they have ego which was like a great answer because he said like people are ashamed to be called a copycat I don't care if someone calls me a copycat I was like okay cool that that's that's brilliant yeah. um yeah okay so that was rule 1 rule 2 hang out with people who are better than you which makes sense he this was very interesting he paid i think 650000 for a dinner with warren buffet as part of he and guy spear yeah uh, as part of a charity because he just wanted to say thank you so as form of uh, guru dakshina almost he he actually said that yeah he paid 650000 dollars for a steak dinner with warren buffet which he still calls the best investment of his life because it gave him an opportunity to meet him share ideas and then also meet charlie munger as a result yeah uh, yeah 
Yeah, and, and he he says like it's still paying dividends, right? People yeah. talk about it after it's been what nine years, ten years since it happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can see why it's so important. And and for him, uh, it was more like a guru dakshana because he learned so much without meeting any of them, right? Either yeah. of them. Uh, yeah. And and I think there there are two aspects to it. One is he he his lifestyle is very interesting. He does not he 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 almost says that I spend very little time like uh, investing. Actually investing, he spends so much time just reading books and just like chilling in his days. Like investment is a very like passive hobby kind of a thing for him. He yeah. almost doesn't do anything. And uh, when he gets a good idea, he goes all in and then research as much as he can. And if that idea sticks, then he just puts his money and then goes back to his lifestyle where he wakes up at 10, naps in the afternoon and chills. Yeah. Yeah, he says like, you can be a great investor if you are fine watching a paint dry on a wall, right? And not do anything, not move around. Then you'll be a great investor. Yeah, and and the book talks about like all the big investors who always have a side hobby. Like Warren Buffett plays a lot of bridge. Yeah, even, even Monish Papadai. Guy Spear has a uh, he plays poker all the time. And then Warren Buffett actually said that uh, it's a good way to not be active because you are playing something else. You are not like actively thinking about investment. So, um, rule number three: treat life as a game, not as a survival contest or a battle to the death. So this again stems from he 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 said like he does not panic or anything even though his portfolio is so concentrated uh, his portfolio is very limited right he just has four or five uh, assets to um, yeah. in his portfolio otherwise he does not like have a huge portfolio in terms of assets so he 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 treats it like a game and then he makes loss and the loss. It's like that, and he does the same with his life as well. I think Navalos has a quote on this: uh, "People who suffer, they take their own life very seriously," or something like that. I don't remember, but this was very philosophical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rule four: Be in alignment with who you are. Don't do what you don't want to do or what's not right for you. Right, and this again, he. Again, going back to his uh, Pabrai fans, right? The way it operates. He emails all the shareholders that these are the decisions he took. This is why he took. And that's the only communication he does with them. He does not hold meetings or like ask them for their money or anything. And also like he he doesn't have a lot of people working for him or with him or like, like the team is basically just him. He's the one who's yeah. making the... And I think recently he hired some uh, uh, like a, a assistant who does like analyst basically uh, yeah. who does all the research on his behalf. Um, but yeah, he... So interesting story. And, you know, I've also pondered on this. Um, he did... Um, like in 2000 or 2003 or something like long, like early 2000s, he did this um, uh, 360. Uh, psychology study about him like what are his strengths weaknesses stuff like that he hired two phd uh you know people who do this uh and they did interviews with friends family uh he, they spent time with him seeing what he likes doing what he doesn't like doing and then they build like what he now calls his owner manual right he it's his operating system basically how to use his uh, personality what are his personality traits? How to harvest the to its best advantage? Right, that's what 
is the owner's manual and you know like it basically goes to like if if you buy a lamp right it comes with an a manual which says how to operate this lamp right it's similarly you should have your own owner's manual a list of values a list of things that you are it is you know which will help you make uh, align yourself correctly with your inner, inner self right so don't worry about you know where the job is or like if the world needs uh, a painter or an artist this is exact words don't worry about like if a world needs a poet or anyone do what you like and be super sensitive to that like be super sensitive to understanding what gives you energy and what takes away energy from you uh, and tr- just maximize things that gives you more energy right it's yeah. as simple as that but you have that means you have to be very very introspective know what you like what you don't like and i think it's a great idea to build your own owners manual either by yourself from your experiences or hire someone like he spent 2000 to uh, to get this test done and he said that was also a great investment that is done so yeah in the book he also says he says a no a lot which i think a lot of people have heard say that if you have the opportunity or the option to say no just say no to everything yeah. because he says it it hinders if he says yes to a lot of stuff it hinders with his time to think or right. contemplate on stuff so he just says no a lot and then um he also built pubrai funds in a way that he won't have to interact with a lot of people yeah. so because his owner manual said that you work best when you work alone right you're good at uh, individual sports like maybe tennis or uh, chess or bridge right you won't be good at playing soccer or uh, like football or anything right like where there is team involved you won't thrive as much uh, if you're working alone so that's why he set up for pubrai funds so that he gets to work alone he likes to make his own hours um, and also like that's why he doesn't have a team of analysts who does all the work Hmm, that makes sense. Cool. Uh, and then the fifth rule and the final rule: live by an inner scorecard. Don't worry about what others think of you. Don't be defined by external validation. Hmm. Any thoughts on that? The, yeah. Even this he picked up from Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, where uh, he said, "I don't care about what others say. If I am in alignment with my own principles, he's fine with it." Yep. Very difficult to do. Very difficult to do it in practice. but yeah yeah it's a lot of eastern philosophy also right like yeah and that's what i was thinking like out of the five rules only one relate to actual like investment other four are philosophical or how to live live your life right True. um and then he ended by saying finally quoting a line of mongers that pabrai often cites right he wrote take a simple idea and take it seriously which i think they learned by said he learned from swami vivekanand like by reading his book was essentially when he finds something he just goes all in on researching with lot of focus like about that thing uh, and then if he decides if he wants to go in or not right like to buy it right so yeah that was interesting uh, yeah so those were the five rules uh, from monish paprai what did you think atit I think these are great rules. Like, if we can follow some of them, like, yeah. I think that it will will better ourselves as uh, overall decision makers and also like just making better investment decisions too. 
ஒன்னிஷ்ரைட்டிங்ஸ்ட்ரைட்டிங்ஸ்ட்ரைட்டிங்ஸ்ட்ரைட்டிங்ஸ்ட்ரைட்டிங்ஸ்ட்ரைட